welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness god has given us a word this morning and that word really delights my heart and please, how many of you really blessed by last week's sermon by our man of God? Wow. Isn't that amazing? How God taught us that he has given us everything we need to fight the battle. We don't need anything anymore. He has given us all that we need. If you have Jesus, what else do you want? If you have Holy Ghost inside of you, what do you lack? One with Christ is what? Majority. So when you know that God has given you everything, it helps you to work with pride. Not pride in the world, but pride in Christ. Apostle Paul said, if you have to boast, boast what? In the Lord. So this morning, I want you to boast in the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, my sermon is something that I believe God is so much eager, want to give to us. For me, I don't even think of it in that way, but when God began to speak to me from my personal encounters, I began to understand. I said, okay, Lord, I will do what you said. Now, look at it in this way. We are living in the world where everyone is on speed. Everything you want is on internet. You can sit in your house and place an order in Amazon, right? Anyway, the order just come to your house. You want to eat food. Zoom to is 10 minutes, right? If I'm not wrong. 10 minutes. Is there your doorstep? And this generation, we have joined their class of we want everything to happen now. We are so eager. Lord, I'm praying for this. I want it now. I need this now. But that is not how God works. God is not a magician. And even though if he's a magician, he has to magician himself based on his own time. Not in your own time. So, God wants us to understand that we have to walk with him patiently. Can you say patiently? Say, I will walk with God patiently. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, this patient is not easy. <laughs> but God is giving it to you this morning. I searched the meaning of patient, and the Gogo told me, said, able to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoying or anxious. And I love how they put it at the end. They said, be patient. Your time will come. I like it. If these guys understand, waiting that your time will come, how much I, who knows Christ, who is in Christ, which means I have to understand the, the pattern, the system, how God works to be able to wait for my right time to come. 
Look at David. David was anointed by Samuel in 1st King. You know how old he was when God told him he's going to become a king? He went through battles and battles. Everything was so chaotic. David had to go and hide in a cave to hide. He becomes he become voiceless. He hide himself away from crowd of people. He don't want to identify with so many others. Why? The time has not come. He was still going through process. Patient. Patient. Look at what David said in the book of Psalm. Before I go there, Ecclesiastes said, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, he said, for everything there is a season, a time for every activities. On the what? There is what? Time. And that time has to do with activities, which means if we have to plan to play cricket or football by 8, we all be there by 8. And if we go there by 6, the football or cricket cannot be played. Isn't true? True or false? Because you have to understand that God has set, time, set a time. This is a law, a principle that governs this earth. No matter what you do or say, you can change it. It's an, a system that we all have to follow. I tell you, I have waited. If you want to understand God, you have to be patient and wait on him. Wait on God patiently. Walk with God patiently. Deal with God patiently. There are three things you have to deal with patiently around you. One is yourself. Yourself. Most time we're not even patient to ourselves. We begin to blame ourselves. We begin to talk down on ourselves. I'm not able to do this. You can you be patient on yourself and see as the day proceeds if something will not change about you? Second is the people around you. Can you be patient with those around you? They did this, they did that, they said this, they act like this, they put face. Come on. They are human. They are not God. They are not perfect people. They are imperfect, but still being worked. The Holy Spirit is working in them day by day. This is an activity. David understood the system why patience is very necessary. If David didn't understand it, if he doesn't go through it, he wouldn't have written this part. Look at what he said in the book of Psalms. 27 verse 14. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes! Wait patiently for the Lord. Wait patiently for who? He didn't say wait patiently for Pastor Kachop. Wait patiently for Daddy Priji. Or Pastor Sijo. Or Pastor Robin. 
most of time we receive prophecy. The pastor told you, Pastor, please pray for me. The pastor prayed for you. What he prayed for, or the vision he saw and told you, the vision is not forthcoming as you speedily expect it. They become adjective. You begin to reason, this man doesn't have the gift. No, he's not who he claimed to be. Perhaps he's just trying to please me by saying, I saw this. But why God spoke? Your problem is you were not patient to wait for that outcome of what God has spoken in your life to come to pass. He said here, wait patiently for God. David knew how long he has to wait patiently for God. He was working with God. He is a man with experience. Yes. People surround him. In this part of book of Psalm, David was surrounded by so many enemies. How many people have fought you? What is happening around you? That you are complaining. They are not helping me. These guys want to kill me. And the Lord is saying, can you just wait? Wait. You might ask me, wait for what? Let's read on. Psalm 27 verse 14. Be patient in presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people. Who do what? Or flicked about their wicked scams. This is what I want you to focus here. He said, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for God to do what? And you are asking me, why should I wait? The reason why you should wait patiently, you should be patient for God to act on your behalf. Don't rush to act. So many times people fought you. People have done you so many wrong. You want to prove a point. You want to fight back. You want to show them that you are able. You are capable. You can do what they thought they do best. But God is saying, son, patiently walk with me. This is a process you have to go. Because for sure, I'm going to act on your behalf. The Lord is acting on your behalf this morning. I don't know what you've been waiting for. I don't know how long you've been patient in issues of life. But the Lord is saying this morning, I'm acting on your behalf. I'm shifting things for you. You know, when God acts, <laughs> it's not something that is invisible. It's so visible, right? You can see it. You can feel it. David knew. He had seen God act. When he faced Goliath, he saw the defeat. He saw how he caught the neck, the head of the giant. He used it to play football. You're going to play the head of the enemy as a football. You don't understand. I, I pray that the Holy Ghost will open your eyes of the Spirit to understand what God have released today already. So let me tell you, there were things that were released last night, I saw in, in, the, in the night. 
There are things that were released early this morning. But if you can anchor your whole being into this word God is releasing this morning, take your eyes away from me. This is not me. God is speaking to you. He said, I'm doing a new thing. What eyes have not seen, I have waited. You have waited. And the Lord said, I'm coming to act on your behalf. And he has already stepped in. Look at what Apostle Paul say. In your process of being patient. Hebrew 10 verse 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward. It brings you. When you wait upon the Lord. See, I know for sure there will be a season where you feel like letting go. He said, I've waited enough. No, I can't wait more. God has given prophecy my wedding is going to happen this year. Yet it didn't happen. Wait. Don't give up. It's written there for you, not me. I have read it. I have taken it in. It has become part of me. I'm not just saying it because I'm able to talk to you because I'm living there. He said, do not throw away this confidence. There is a confidence in waiting. When you wait, your confidence built up. Your trust in God increases overnight. You no longer speak the way you speak. You no longer think the way you think. When you look at things, you just laugh. Ah, no, this is nothing. You just walk away because you have waited and the Lord has prepared you. You become so mighty giant that the threat of the enemy is nothing to you anymore. I don't have this. doesn't freak you. They are doing that doesn't freak you. You just walk with boldness. That is what the Lord is saying to you. Do not throw this away, daughter of Zion. Do not throw this away, son of Zion. The Lord is talking to you. Do not throw it away. Hold on to it because it's going to bring you a great reward. Great reward. Apostle Paul even go through the same process. Do you know how long Apostle Paul will have to wait for the infirmity? He was crying, take this away. I don't want this infirmity. It's a thorn to my flesh. I can hold on to it. Let go of me. Lord, can you take it? And the Lord said to him, be patient. Be patient. My grace is sufficient. In your waiting, in your patience, remember there is a grace that has been released upon you. And let me tell you, you need to understand this. When Apostle Paul began to talk about you, do not throw away this great confidence. He also wants to let us understand that this patient is not something that we can cultivate. It's not something we can build for ourselves. Do you know, patient is not something you can just get like this. Do you know, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. So, who gives patient? Holy Spirit. Ah, 
Ah, Kamanayaba. Can you wait on him? Can you be patient? Wait. The Bible says in Hebrew 10 verse 36, patient. Endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. So, in this season, all you need is the Holy Spirit to give you patience. Even when you have walked into your promised land, and when you are still walking to your promised land, you need patience. Without patience, you can continue to do the will of God. It's a patience that the Holy Spirit gives you. Now what you give to yourself to be able to continue. There is a goal God has set for you and I. There is. Ha. Woo. Say, I'm going to wait on you, Lord. I'll be patient and walk with you. Romans 15 verse 5. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you to live in complete harmony with each other as is feeding the followers of Christ Jesus. What did he say? May God, who gives what? Patience. Just as I told you earlier. He gives. You can't cultivate it. You cannot earn it. It's the Holy Spirit. See, let me tell you. Do you know patient is also a ministry? <laughs> yeah. You don't see that coming. When I read it, my eyes opened. I said, ah. There are some words, God, open your eyes of the spirit to understand what he's saying. You start crying. I don't know how many times I've cried. Can you cry with joy? Can you allow the Holy Spirit to give you this ministry of patience? That you can make allowance for each other. That you don't count wrongs doing. You don't always point our fingers. Yes, I know they wrong you. I know they maltreat you. But can you allow the Holy Spirit to give you this ministry? That when you look at them, you don't see them. What you see is Jesus. Do you know how long God has to wait for you and I to come back? And even when we do, we go back again and again. Yet, he's waiting. And you tell me, I can't be patient with that brother. No, 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 no. I can't tolerate his nonsense. In my office, the way they talk, I don't like it. I, don't want, I just want to disconnect from them. He's a bad guy. You speak a lot of words, which is so negative. But can you 
understand your place in God. Know who you are. The Bible called you, the Lord called you, you are the light of the word. Which means wherever you walked in, if there was no patient, you should be the one to echo. You should be the one to do what? To invite, to establish patient, not to be on the side of it. You wait. It's not happening. Wait. Don't rush. It's going to happen. First Timothy 1 verse 16. But God have mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as what? Prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinner. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Ah! Let me tell you. If I want to point out sinners, I point at myself first. If I want to point at someone who have rebelled, I point at myself. If I want to say someone have done so wrong, I point myself. You know why? Because I'm a real prime example of God patience. Have you seen this kind of God before? No one will love you like he does. No one will accept you the way he does. Ah, I have seen the kindness of God. I have seen the hand of God. <laughs> ah, when the Bible says you are the apple of myself, my eyes, I will say to myself, Onyeka, you are the apple of God's eyes. Can you tell yourself this morning, I'm the apple of God's eyes? Because when you truly know you are his apple of his own eyes, you know what? He will take care of you beyond your expectation. He will come and fight. He will step in. He will give you the ministry of patience. He will teach you the season and time. When you don't have this patient, ah, is a disaster. Look at the story in the book of Luke, the prodigal son. Luke 15 verse 11. We we'll read from 11 downwards. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. Verse 12. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between the two sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved into a distant land. There, and there he wasted all his money in wide living. There's something I want you to hold on here. First point, this young man, he came to his father. He said to his father, I want my own share of estate. Now, this place come to your prayer point. You are praying, oh Lord, I need promotion. Lord, elevate me in my office. Lord, increase me in my work with you. 
I need this anointing. Some of you, if God should open everyone around you to see each of your prayer points, you will see each most of us is about money, money, money. You are asking God, give me one million. Give me one lakh. The same thing this young man did. He came and he demanded from his father. He couldn't wait patiently for him to go through the process because if he had waited, he wouldn't have wasted the money. He would have been trained under his father to learn how to manage and to be wise investing. Let me tell you, most of the prayer point you pray, if God should answer you, that same prayer point would have killed you. God has saved many of us from selfish prayer point. I need this guy. Lord, you promised me this guy is going to marry me. Lord, I'm praying. This guy, I know he's the one. And God is telling you, daughter, calm down. Calm down, calm down. And you're still coming. Oh, Lord, it must be him. And you don't know God is saving you from heart attack, from high blood pressure, from beating heart. You know, there are husbands who know how to bank on their wives. Praise God, we don't have such husband in this house. <laughs> and God is telling you, daughter, relax. Son, relax. I tell you this. I have prayed so many prayer points. I'm the one, see, I'm so much driven by passion. I want to do so many things. I have prayed, Lord, you promise you're going to take me there. Lord, I know this season you're going to do it. And God did not take me there. You know why? <laughs> if God has taken me there, I will become intoxicated by that wealth. I will become... The pride is understatement. See, there are some amount of money God wouldn't want to give you at your low point of understanding. If you have to be patient with him, look at this young man. He woke up to his father and said, I demand. We all demand every day from God. We ask him things. I want to switch from this office to another office. I don't like this company anymore. Lord, take me to that company. My friend is working there. She's taking good salary. I want to be there. God is saying, what are you saying? You don't trust in my plans? You don't know what I'm trying to teach you? I want you to become more perfect in this place so that when I take you to the next step, you can be able to dominate. Ah! If you are not patient with God, if you are not patient with God, ah, <laughs> uh, it will not be so in your life. It can never be. The Lord has given you ministry of patience. And you walk with patience from today henceforth. If there is any areas of your life you have felt, I have to take it now. You know, sometimes we quote the Bible. The Bible said, 
the, uh, from the days of John the Baptist and the kingdom of God suffered violent. They violent, take it by force. Lord, I'm taking it by force. Oh, you want to take it by force? No problem. You take it by force, you wound yourself. God don't want you to be hot. He don't want you to begin to murmur. See, there are blessings you shouldn't go after. Let me tell you, devil is so deceptive, so so creative. Whenever God is about to bless you, remember this. The enemy, if God wants to give you one crow, the devil will come and give you one lakh in five, five rupees. You very big bundle. You know why? You will not even understand because you are still in the darkness. The money looks huge for you. But when you were brought into the light to see God's plan for you for tomorrow, ah! You say, why me? Why did I miss this? Do you remember Jesus in the wilderness when he was fasting? What did the devil come to do to him? He said, if you will bow before me, I will give you all the whole world. You see, all this kingdom is mine. I will give it to you. Just bow. And already the kingdom belongs to Jesus. Jesus just has to be patient, go through the process that he will just take it with all dignity, with all glory, without being afraid, without walking. See, there are things God wants to give you. He don't want you to hide taking it. Ah, we prefer to hide, sneak, and take those things. And those ones you sneak and take will always backfire. Remember, the blessings of the Lord make a rich and added no sorrow. God is going to give you something that when you look back, uh, you will laugh. Ah, laughter will become your name. He wasted everything the Father has given to him because he did not have patience. Look at the brother who was at home. When he came back, what was the brother doing? The brother was working. He came back from the business of the father. Which means this one has stayed under the father. He has been able to learn the system that governed the business of his father. He was able to push further. And God is telling you, don't leave. You said, I want. I don't know what is that you want to give up upon. Call it marriage. Call it work. Your career. Friend. You just want to cut off. Say it. I want to go. God is saying, be patient. Through this, I'm going to make the best of you. You know, I love another woman in the Bible. This place speaks of you. You know, when you don't have patience, you lose everything. 
Right? But do you know there are people who walk with God with patience that they become so brave. When you walk with God with patience, you know what happened to you? You learn every system. You become so brave. When you walk in the dark, you no longer be afraid. Aye. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh, I tell you this. My little boy authority, whenever he woke up midnight, from their room to my room, it's a bit this dance. He will run with speed. <laughs> I was wondering, why is he running? It has happened three times. Then I asked my wife, I noticed authority was running last night. When he came and told me the dream and went back. He said, he's afraid of the hall. Huh? Seriously, there is a land you walk with God. Your environment no longer scare you. The presence of the enemy no longer move you. People speak, you don't care. What did David say? He said, wait patiently. Why was David waiting? David had grown in the cave of Abdullam, that is where David picked up weak men and turned them to great warriors. David has come to a place. Nothing's came anymore. I can face so many. In fact, guys, these giants are too small. You guys can just go and kill the giant. That is where God is taking you. Look at the life of Ruth. Ruth 1 verse 14. Again, they wept together, and Oprah kisses her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. This is a story of Ruth and Naomi and Oprah. First thing we have to learn, you understood that Abimelech noticed there were famine in Judah. He left the territory. Because fear, he has no patience. He has no work with God to understand the seasons and time. And when he left with his wife, every one of them died. Still in the process of you not believing will cause you to lose everything you have. In the process of you not being patient, everything you have will be taken away. But I learned something from Ruth. Ruth said to Naomi, I lost something also. There is something that is so dear to me. There is something that I cherish so much. My husband is your son. I love him. We live together. We commune together. Now he's gone. Yes, Oprah is gone. But I have to clung to you. I'm not clinging to you because there is something I know that I'm going to get from you. But I want to serve you. Can you be patient and still serve God even when you have nothing? 
Many of us want to serve God when we have all that we want. Everything is going so well. He clung to his mother-in-law so tightly, which means you cannot separate his hand from the woman's life. She said, I'm not letting you go. There are so many people around you. They might have done the same thing that Oprah did. Oprah left. Do you want to leave or so? If you have the revelation and if you understand the season of time, it is your benefit to wait. Look at the next verse. Look. Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. Let me tell you, if you are not careful, people around you, voices around you, will lead you to your early grave. This morning, God is saving you from negative voices. There are even people around you who have been helping you from the beginning of time. If you are not careful, they will be the one to be the voice of Satan. Job was living with his wife. Both of them, everything they earn, they have, they work together. They got it when disaster came. She was the same one who opened up the door that the devil began to speak to Job through her. Can't you cause God and die? Naomi say to Ruth, Ruth, you see, your sister-in-law has done her part. I believe it's the right thing to do. And when you look at it, logically, it's, it's the right thing to do, right? I have nothing. Why should I follow you? I'm not going to benefit anything from you. It's better I go, get married, have my children, have my own family, and live a happy life. Do. You should do the same. And I love her response. Verse 16. But Ruth replied, Don't ask me to leave you and go back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Can this be your word to God who has called you? You were part of a ministry. You were part of an organization. You were part of a school or friend or family. Things are going wrong. People are leaving. People are deserting you. People are leaving the environment. People are saying, oh, there's nothing good that will come out of this place. Just as they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nothing good that will come out of Nazareth. Many people will look at you and say, nothing good will come out of you. Just wait. Patiently wait. The word Naomi told Ruth was, can't you just go like your sister-in-law? And she said, no. Don't tell me that. I know the whole place is full of darkness. There is no light coming. I can't even see a gleam of light. But I know if I serve you, with the revelation I have, if I serve you, I will not die empty. 
He said, wherever you go, I will go. Can you look at your marriage? You said, I don't care if people are getting divorced in their marriage, but I will hold on tightly to this marriage. I know nothing good has come out of it all this while. Yes, perhaps I can't see an investment around me. Nothing good that I can, I can think of. Just hold tightly. Clung to that marriage. Said, I refuse to give up. Patient. Patient. Ah. Whew. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 17. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Let me tell you. If you can look at that situation in your life and say that I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. The only thing that can separate me with this present circumstances is death. I don't care how my children are behaving. I don't care if my finances is not speaking the word I understand. But you are saying I'm not giving up. Only thing that can separate me to give up is only when I die. You are part of a ministry. And it seems no way. Nothing is going to come out through you. Say that I'm not giving up. Stay. Stay. Be patient. The light will shine on you. This is a ministry. Here. Ruth. This is a ministry she was part of. Naomi is a ministry. Naomi is a church. Naomi is a family. Naomi is an organization. Naomi is a school. It's a school of thought. How eager, how, how intention are you to go through that process to understand? This is for me. I'm going to wait. Until something happened. Verse 18. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Ah. Let me tell you, there is a length to hold God. <laughs> you need to learn the art of holding God on his word. When you hold him on his word, the Bible says he honor his word more than his name. Hold God unto his words and say, Lord, this is what your word says. I'm going to wait. It doesn't matter. I will wait. I'll be patient. This is what you say about me. It might take five years. I don't care. But I'm sure, I'm convinced that you spoke this word. And I know he that 
started the good work in my life will not leave me on the way. He will surely finish it. I don't know what he has started in your life. He said, I'm here to finish it. I will finish it for you. All you just need to do, be patient. Wait for me. We know the story. We know the end of the story of Ruth. How God bless him with, uh, 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 with family. He has his own children. Everything. Was, could you even see that Ruth was now a grandmother of who? Jesus. Whenever you read the scripture about the lineage of Jesus, you can talk about Ruth. As you wait patiently on God, when history about the place is being read, your name will be mentioned there. Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6 verse 9, So let not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of what? Blessing if we don't give up. Do you want to receive a harvest of blessings? Then don't get tired. Keep doing what is right. Even if it comes wrong around you, turn it to right. Even when the world seems wrong, change it to right. Keep doing what is right. Don't give up in doing good. Because just, just, ah, ah, <laughs> Uh, I'm speaking from experience. So I'm speaking from experience. You have to encounter it before you can talk about it. Just, just, can you wait patiently? Can you keep on doing what is right? Not because you were forced to do it. Not because you were pressured to do it. Or because you were asked or they pleaded at you to do it, but you are doing it because you know this is right. I will not get tired. I will keep on working. I will keep on working. I know one day my work will pay. There is no hard work you put in the house of God that will not pay for you. It might be cleaning toilet or setting up the chair. You are standing holding the camera. Someone is looking at you and saying, what is he doing? Oh, he's trying to show you he knows how to do it. Come on, relax. Keep doing it. You were scored today, you don't know how to do it well. Okay, thank you. Can you teach me better? Keep doing it. You made a mistake in the office, they scored you. Thank you, sir. Please, can you show me how to do it better? Let me tell you. Just in a little while, the same person who was coding you will become under you. Because your promotion, you were light. You were doing what is right. Your promotion will elevate you to a higher standard. The Lord is asking you, do not get tired of doing what is right. Do not give up. Patiently walk with me. That is the word God has given me this morning for you. Patiently walk with me. Ah, <laughs> I know we, we, we all remember the, the young man called Joseph. Joseph had a dream how he's going to become a great man in the year future. 
and his brothers, what did they do? They sold him out. He went through from one problem to another. One beating to another beating. One jail to another jail. But do you know what David, uh, that, what Joseph did? Joseph waited patiently. He walked with God patiently. If you read the story of Joseph, you will not see a place that Joseph murmured. No. He never complained. He kept on walking with God. Okay, I'm put in the prison, no problem. She accused me of rape, no problem. My brother sold me for me doing nothing, no problem. I will wait for I know just in time, just in time. And when that time come, nobody could take it away from him. Look at the Bible, Genesis 45 verse 3. I am Joseph. He said to his brothers, Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front. Come on. They said, This guy, you want to become what? King over us. How are we going to deal with you? They kicked him out. But when time come, they were speechless. Ah, may the situation of around you, as the Lord is turning your life around, may everything around you become speechless. They became speechless. And you know what? What I love so much here, he said, they were stunned to realize. Which means the identity of Joseph was changed. He was not the same person they used to know. There was something different about this guy. Can you imagine your own brother? You can't even identify him. You know what it takes? There is a lot of change. There's a lot of transformation. There's a lot of dealing that have happened with him in the process, in the patient with God. God changed his spiritual muscle. God changed his physical personality. The way he speaks change. The way he, he composed himself change. They couldn't realize it was Joseph that is standing before them. <laughs> Next verse, please. Verse 4. Please come closer. He said to them, so they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery. Could you imagine that Joseph have to even tell them again, I am Joseph. Second time, I am Joseph. They're like, no, it can't be you. Earlier we realized it seems to be you. But now, no, we don't believe it. Joseph himself trying to convince them. I am the same person you used to know. But there is something that happened to me. Ah, since I met Jesus, ah, my life has changed. I'm not used to be the one you know before. 
There is something about me that you don't know. But I want you to come closer so you can know that thing. He called him and said, come closer. <laughs> Verse 5. He said, but don't be upset. And don't be worried. Don't be angry with yourself. For selling me into this place, it was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. Do you know there are some situations God will allow you to go through? Allow men to put you there in a very uncomfort zone. You thought you had become timid. No! It's a process. He's changing you. Joseph told him, he said, look, you are not the one who sent me here. Remember in the book of Matthew, the Bible says, Jesus was led into what? Wilderness to be what? Tempted. By who? By Satan. Who led him? Holy Spirit. So, Joseph is now speaking from the same place, telling them, guys, you were not the cause I'm here. Ah... I'm not in this situation because of you. It was the plan of God for Jesus to die to redeem mankind. The devil thought he has come to kill Jesus to stop the walk. He didn't know that the blood of Jesus will haunt him forever. Ah, you don't understand. <laughs> when you understand that the dealings of God is so deeper, so higher above your imagination... Ah, Ramana, you begin to walk with God with an open heart. You tell him, Abba, where you go, I go. What you say, I do. Just say the word, yes, I'm there. I don't care how difficult it is. Let me tell you, most of the time, God wants you to give up something. And you thought God wants to take it from you. He wasn't want to take it from you. You know what he wants to do to you? He wants to teach you a principle. He wants you to grow above what he has given to you earlier. Okay. <laughs> Joseph was living in his father's house, right? He has the colorful robe made for him. He was the best among of them. That the father cherished so much, right? But time come. They took that colorful robe from him. They kicked him away. But you know what he did? He said, it's okay. When God went to Abraham and told him, Give me your son Isaac. Sacrifice him for me. That's what I want. If you do this, I know you are my friend. And Abraham said, Lord, is that what you want? It's okay. You give it to me. And I know surely you can give me another one if you want. He went and put Isaac. Once he raised his hand to sacrifice, God said, hey, my friend, put your hand down. You have passed this mark. God don't want to take some certain things from you. He just wants you to outgrow those stages of life. He wants you to be mature that this thing, it doesn't matter if I don't have it. It's not compulsory to have it with me. This is nothing. But if I can have you, God, if I can understand when you say go, if I can understand when you say come, that's enough for me. 
That is where God brought this man, young man, Joseph. He was able to let go. When he was in Egypt, you never read the scripture that Joseph was saying, Potiphar, please, I have worked for you. Can I go back to my father? Rather, he stayed. He said to his brother, God has sent me here so that your own life can be preserved. Do you know the circumstances you are going through that God is teaching you things? You are being patient by the Holy Spirit helping you. That God wants to use you to preserve life of people around you. God wants to use you to change many people. That through your story, through your encounters, many will change their mindset. Can you not cry about it and say, oh, I'm dying here. I don't know what to do. Lord, it seems it's over for me. Wherever you found yourself, child of God, the Lord said I should tell you, he sent you there. You didn't send yourself. No man put you there. It was God's plan. Orchestrated from the beginning of time. No man knows God's plan for you. He told Jeremiah, I knew you in your mother's womb. Do you know everything you need or you require in this life to accomplish the purpose of life, God have already put it in place for you. Aye. If you understand in the Garden of Eden that the scriptures say God have made everything available. Nothing was missing in the garden, right? Before God now said, let's make man. Oh, you think God will send you an errand and leave you empty handed? It's impossible. Before God sent you, he have already prepared your future. Your future is ready waiting for you. Yours is to be patient. Walk through the process so you can get there. If you can't wait, you will miss it. I pray the Holy Spirit will give you understanding that you walk with this patient. You never said, I'm tired of doing good. I'm going to give up. That you understand that this is a ministry that will be given to me. I have to establish patience wherever I go. Verse 6. I'm sorry, just I'm going to write it up. He said, this family that has ranged the land for two years will last five years, more five years, and there will be either plowing or harvesting. So, why did God send yourself to preserve the life of his brothers. How? Because there's going to be a moment of lack. Okay, let me bring it low. Do you know <laughs> when you go through pain of a certain issue of life and you are looking at yourself you said, Lord, when will this end? And God is telling you, be patient. He wants to use your pain to comfort another who is going to go through that pain in time to come. You'll become his teacher, her teacher. you become her comforter because the comforter will not come from heaven. He's going to come through you to comfort that person. There is a farmer coming. Son, wait. I put you here for a purpose. Can you wait for a while? Because there is something I'm going to do to you that will shock everyone. 
this young man began to open the eyes of his brother to see why I am where I was in the past. Verse 7. He said, God has sent me ahead of you <laughs> to keep you and your family alive and to preserve many survivors. Let me tell you, what God is doing through you for your family is not for your family alone. It's for many out there. <laughs> when our bishop, our apostle say yes to God, he went through process, time of patience. You and I were not there when he was crying secretly, asking God, when will this end? How do I go about this? And God was teaching him through many areas. And today, whenever you have issue, you call him on the phone. His experience become his teacher that could teach you and I. Are you ready to preserve the life of many who have survived from the harmful attacks of the enemy? There are many going through heart attack. There are many going through issues of addiction, rejection, hatred, backbiting. They have issues in their mind they're dealing with that you and I don't know. Can you ask God, Lord, help me. Show me where I can help this person. That I can be of a remedy to his problem. Not to add to his problem. That is your calling. That's my calling. We are called to preserve life. Verse 8. So it was good. It was God who sent me here, not you. And he, will, and he is the one who made me an advice to Pharaoh, the manager of entire palace of the governor of all Egypt. You know what happened to you? When you become so patient with God, you become the voice of God. When you go through the process, you become so patient, you become God's advocate. When man is confused, they run to you. Imagine a whole king of Egypt have to go to Joseph for counseling. What do we do? Ah! <laughs> When you walk with God patiently, what happened to you is God elevates your standard that you govern that premises. You become the ruler of that environment. See, when you see someone who has gone through addiction and come out of it freely by the help of God and with patience, when he meets someone who is addicted, he knows how to manage that environment. He don't need books. 
Because it's here. It's inbuilt by Holy Ghost. He knows how to help you to come out of it. But the question is, even you that they want to help, can you be patient for the person to help you out? Impatient destroys. Patient increases. Last verse for the day. Now hurry back to my father and tell him this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master all over all the land of Egypt. So come down to me immediately. This is going to be your word. Everything concerning you. The Lord is making you governor. The Lord is making you master. The Lord is making you king. The Lord is making you a leader. That you command that environment. That you can now all shadows who are outside in into the promises of God. God has made so many promises for us. But sometimes you see yourself in a very difficult, you know, tight corner. When you wait patiently, this is what you're going to see. You will call your brother by name on your knees. You will call your sister by name on your knees. You will speak to the nation on your knees. You look at people, family, when you go on your knees, you begin to call them into their inheritance. That is what Joseph was doing. He was calling people who are outside of their inheritance. Come into your inheritance. Because why? Here, I'm now the governor. Now, I'm the king, the master over this territory. Nobody can even drag a portion with me. What I say is a final word. Who has the final say? Jehovah. And what has he given you through Jesus? He has given you the authority. When you wait on him, ah, you will receive authority. When you command situation, they will change instantly. <laughs> ah. I know, I'm sure, what I'm saying. It's a confidence I have in God. When I speak it, I see it happen. The question is, do you believe in what I say? You know, there are people you will call, come into your inheritance, they will tell you how possible. How can this be? Your pastors are praying every day, interceding for you. Your leaders are there, fighting for you on their knees. They come here, they bring the word of life. They release it into your spirit. Once you walk down the steps, you open up dark words. Confusion. You begin to receive backlash of the enemy. You open so widely for them. You don't say, no, that is not what has been spoken to me. There is a word that I received today. You a liar. I've been called to come into my inheritance. I'm not to be out there Addiction is not my problem. If you bring my sin to me, I will bring your end to you. We all know the ends of the devil. His end 
is in the pit of hell. If he reminds you of your past failure, remind him of his end. Remind him of his own failure also. He failed. Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with Him. Have a great week and Shalom.